let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's Welcome to episode down, five of Podcats. I'm joined here today by Mr. Franz, Mallory Witzman, and Ian Jurek. Crazy to say that out loud, episode five. Hey guys. So this is you guys is both your second time on. How are we feeling? Good. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm glad to be back here. Okay, a little less nervous than last time or oh, yeah. starting to feel comfortable? Definitely it definitely feels like it's since we're all back into it, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we've all been here a few times, it's the yeah. conversation definitely flows a lot better. I good. agree, yeah. Good. Well, that, that remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. the the steady flow. <laughs> flow. Yes. <laughs> okay, so why don't we start off with our weekly recap of what's going on at West and then what we have coming up to look forward to next week. Yeah, so this past week, uh, the normal marching band finished first place in the state championship in 6A and second overall out of 42 competitors from all classes. So congrats. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, anytime you can say state champion in anything, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the best finish ever for a normal West band and a Unit 5 band as well. How many, like, state champions do we have overall at Normal West ever since you've been here? Um that one mm-hmm. uh esports didn't mm-hmm. they yep. win a state championship yes. yep i or athlete, i don't think we had one for athletics yeah. we've been yeah. runner up a couple times yep third place uh but the ihsa always seems to make sure that we don't get one by scheduling the the most difficult team <laughs> early yeah i'm not bitter about that at no, all no. <laughs> i know i know what you're alluding to there but um yeah so any of you guys out there there's a little normal west trivia for you how many state champions total because i'm actually curious now so i think it's two yeah congratulations that's awesome we're actually going to have mr Bedzinski on next week to talk about it more so looking forward to hearing from him that'll be a great interview along with that the uh, normal west football team defeated champagne centennial in a 7-0 win uh, to win the big 12 conference championship they will now play danville on saturday in the first round of the ihsa playoff at 1 p.m yeah, were either of you there? Mr. Franz was there, I know. I was not there, but I had a few friends go, and yeah. uh, Champagne Centennial was a is a tough team. And yeah, I mean, I mean, we just keep rolling through, keep rolling through. Yeah, so. yeah, our well, offense was not rolling through anything really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we struggled. Yeah, we had through, four turnovers, uh, three, and just three interceptions. Yeah, and a fumble. Um, I was right next to the play where we scored a touchdown on, and that was a pretty impressive play. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the lone offensive highlights of the game yeah but a win's a win yes yeah. uh, we knew Sh- champagne would be tough they um they were undefeated in the conference and it was their senior night at home and last game of the year so not all wins come breezy no they don't they don't so shout out to the football team looking forward to hopefully a decent run here oh, yeah uh the normal west soccer team lost in the regional championship to champagne central two to one but they won the big 12 conference Yep, I know it's probably a little bittersweet mm-hmm. for them. Um, obviously, they wanted to advance, but our conference was super hard this year, and the yeah. fact that we came out and won that was a big accomplishment. Yeah, it's tough beating a really good team twice. I mean, they beat Champaign Central earlier for the conference championship, what amounted to the conference championship, and then unfortunately lost in the uh, regional championship. Again, tough to face a good team like that that early in the process. I'm sure they would have loved to have mm-hmm. maybe seen them a little later on. 
but that's what happens when you have multiple teams in the area that are good. A big shout out to all the seniors that played on that team because I know we do have a lot of seniors on the on the West soccer team this mm-hmm. year, and um, they all, I mean, all of the guys that I know are really, really, you know, dedicated to the sport, and yeah. it's like a family. So thank you guys because because they did really well this year. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, the Wildcats girls tennis had a doubles team advance to the state tennis championship this weekend. Um, that'd be Marley, and I'm sorry if I uh, butcher your last name, Shroff and Meredith yep. mm-hmm. Birchke. Birchie. Birchie, my yep. fault. But um, as a tennis player myself who has never gone to state, <laughs> that is a really, really cool accomplishment, and um, I hope you guys do do really well yeah, there. Yeah, doubles is especially hard, too. you got to have really mm-hmm. good communication, and yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I'm friends with both of them, and they said that the competition was – it was double elimination, and so – uh, they said that the competition was really good. I bet. Mm-hmm. There's so a lot of those teams up north that got a lot of country club kids that have been playing tennis yeah. a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and that's the way it is with golf. Golf and tennis are actually fairly fairly close when mm-hmm. it comes to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, some great individuals and teams up north. So to get there is an impressive accomplishment. Absolutely. So that's what we got for a recap. Again, if you have anything each week that you'd like a shout-out for as far as an accomplishment goes, uh, please let us know and fill out the Google form. But uh, what do we have coming up? So volleyball plays in regionals tonight and Thursday at Normal West. If you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, make sure to go watch them at 6 p.m. tonight. So along with that, Normal West Cross Country will head to sectionals this weekend with a chance to make it to state which should be really cool. Another, I mean, from what I'm hearing in all the news, there's a lot of people making state runs or going to state or mm-hmm. or, or winning state. So that's just really cool. I feel like Wes has been doing a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Temples, the AD, sent out a message, and he kind of laid out how well every sports team has done so far this fall. It's incredible. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> incredible. Mm-hmm. Made a little run. Yeah. So. Makes you feel prideful being a part of normal West community. It does, yeah. The 20th Annual Hansart 2022 is a go for Thursday, October 27th. There will be two performances again, similar to last year. The first performance starts at 6 p.m. with trick-or-treating at 5.15 p.m. The second performance begins at 7.30 p.m. with trick-or-treating at 7 p.m. And we want to thank you to Mrs. Krause and the Key Club for helping with the trick-or-treating again. Yeah, we'll be there. My uh, my kids are excited. We have a big night. We're doing the, the trick-or-treating at West. Then we're going to go to the volleyball game. And then we're gonna go to the concert afterwards. So yep. please, check, please check out the concert. It's it's always a really really good show. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very entertaining and, and they spend a lot of time on it. So yep, absolutely. So that does it for our weekly recap. Uh, we'll take a break and then we will head to our interviews with Ashley Horton and Sky Riddle and then also Nikki Grant, our longtime secretary here at West. And then we'll finish up with a little game of uh, Would You Rather. Why can't eat this beat up dog? Welcome back to the Podcats podcast. Before we meet our guests for today, which will be a couple of the runners on the cross country team, I'd like to introduce a new co host in the building, Mr. Cullen Matthews. Mr. Matthews, welcome. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you having me. Uh, great to have you. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself before we meet our guests today? 
Sure. Okay. So uh, my name is Colin Matthews. I am a business teacher here at Normal West. I teach uh, sports and entertainment marketing, pathways to success, and intro to business. Um, and I presume that I was chosen to be the co-host of this episode because uh, I'm a recreational runner as well. So That is definitely one of the main reasons, but also just because you're a good guy and good to have on. Appreciate that. So we want to go ahead and introduce our our guests. We've got a couple of senior runners from the Cost Country team. I'm joined by Sky Riddle and Ashley Horton. Guys, appreciate you coming. Thank you for having us. Okay, so uh, the reason that we have you all on today is because you have sectionals coming up this weekend. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about where that is, who are you going to be competing against, uh, anything related to the meet. It's at Chatham Glenwood this time. It's going to be about schools that are in town, close in town. Yeah, our closest rival would be U High right now. Okay, and is that just in terms of like, uh, you guys have a rivalry with them? Do you know those runners pretty well? Like, I would say we know them pretty well. I know the guys' side pretty well. I don't know how they know. But. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all know each other like by name, and just knowing each other is, makes it kind of more competitive. Sure. Uh, okay, so talk to me a little bit about how you guys got started in running. How did you uh, develop a love for running, since obviously you've been running for, for most of your lives? How did you guys get started? I think for me, when I was little, I would do kids' fun runs, and that was kind of like my first love, I guess, of running, even though it's, you're not running very much, obviously, but uh, then transitioned into middle school, and my dad's runner, and so he was like, oh, you should do cross-country, so that's when I kind of started out doing cross-country. Sure. I just started running in middle school, and I just thought i thought I was pretty decent at it, so I just kept doing it and repetition after and just became kind of my thing. And so have you fallen in love with it now or is oh, it yeah. just, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, okay. Talk to me about the team that you guys are a part of. Obviously you're successful since you've uh, qualified for sectionals. Uh, what about from like a camaraderie community standpoint, how do you guys build team and what's essentially a, a individual sport? Well, we feel like a family because we're always cheering each other on together. We're always working out together. Everything we do is pretty much together. So we always feel like we're building each other up just by being around each other. We definitely make it a goal to work as a team. And even though it, you can make it an individual sport, it's more so, uh, it's more fun, honestly, to be a team. And it's just so enjoyable when you get to cheer on other teammates and then they cheer you on. And yeah, for sure. And how does how does your coach help facilitate that? You guys both have said that that Coach Alvin is is great at building team. How what are some things he does to do that? He'll motivate us before and after and even during the race. He's got things that he says that basically just trigger everyone to go much faster all the time. And he builds everyone up always because he's always motivational to us. Yeah, he does a lot of um, team bonding stuff too, like. We have our goal tiles, so that's like where we sit down and write our goal on a tile, and then when we complete it, we break it, and when we do break it, we like all clap, uh, slow clap, and then all, we all break it in front of each other just to show like our improvement and with our team, and 
yeah, there's just little like team bonding things that one of the best things he does is that he values each individual person as equal. So even if they're the slowest or the fastest, he still makes them all the best to everyone. Nice. That's that's awesome. Um, those goal tiles that you guys were talking about, are those individual things? Are those things to accomplish as a team? Talk Usually individual, tiles. like an individual person's time that they want or a specific goal that they made. Nice. Yeah. I think it can really be either, but I think most people focus on, like, a uh, new PR in their time or yeah nice okay great um do you guys have any um things that stick with you that coach says either from like a, a nutrition standpoint a hydration standpoint um anything that like is a, a lesson that you'll carry forward as you continue on in your running hmm Ashley's brought up before that he he makes hydration a pretty important key to us running. It really is. So he that sticks with us a lot to make sure we're always hydrating. Got anything to add to yeah. that? I, not health-wise, but run with a friend, run with a smile has always been something that, like, I always notice he says. And, like, even after I graduate, I still want to run, and, like, even if it's just on my own. Mm -hmm. So finding people to run with has always been enjoyable. It makes the run ten times better. Yeah, <laughs> And, sure. yeah, I think that's something that I'll carry on. Yeah, and I, I know I talked with you guys before off-air on this, but uh, I think that Coach has a, a kind of double meaning with doing that because uh, statistics have shown that if you run with a smile, you actually run faster. So I, I think that he's... Uh, He's got a couple of things in mind there, community and also to make you guys run a little bit faster. Um, talk to me about the sectionals coming up this weekend and your guys' strategy going into that. Is it um, something where you like want to get out of the gates fast or do you want to save a little bit in the tank and finish strong? What's kind of your guys' uh, take on strategy going into a race? I think Aubin's mentioned don't hold anything back. It's kind of what's helped our team to um, just realize that we can do more than we think we can do more of. Um, but yeah, I just think that we should go out kind of fast and see if we can hold on to it because mm -hmm. he knows we can and he believes in us and yeah. Sometimes we, uh, we think that it's a little more than just three miles, but it really is just three miles. So. If he just wants us to keep building our pace and keep going faster during it and to not hold anything back at all. Mm -hmm. It's at Chatham Glenwood, too. Sure. Okay, so what kind of, like, role does competition play into it in the middle of a race? If you see, like, someone passing you that you don't feel like you should get passed by or talk to me about, like, how mindset kind of changes throughout the course of a race. Oh, it, it definitely changes the entire time. If I see somebody that I want to pass, I'm just going to be up there with them. And if I can, I'll pass them. I always I always like seeing people in front of me because then I know I need to be faster than that. I think we always have a target team we're trying to beat too. So we know like what that team's jersey is, like what color it is. And so like if it was you, Hi, for instance, we'd be like, oh, there's a green girl, go get her. Like you need to go pass her. And that helps motivate you in a race kind of making small goals throughout the race to just just keep pushing mm -hmm. 
And how big of a factor do fans make? Like, I assume that you guys get to see your parents throughout the course of a run and stuff like that. Do you pick it up when you see them, or how's it? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Having, like, the louder it is, I feel like the more adrenaline you get, and it's more like, oh, I feel really good. Like, let's run faster. A family is nice to have motivate you, but the team being there and seeing your friends and uh, people on the team really is the most impactful thing. Gotcha. Nice. People that have been there before. Yeah. I know what you're going through. Sure. Uh, okay. Let's let's do some quick hitters here. Um, favorite pre or post workout snacks? Ooh. Ooh. Gatorade yeah. after, or like Propel. Okay. I usually just eat some fruits like a banana or an apple. Try okay. to keep it modest. Got it. I always have before my race a peanut butter bagel. Like every single race, I have to. And that's superstition? That's, yeah, this is how I am. There's different foods that everybody eats before the race that makes them feel, like, ready to go. I know one of my teammates eats a banana, and she has to eat it, like, a specific time before, like an hour before the race. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, What about you, Sky? Any superstitions? Lucky socks? Lucky shoes? Mm -hmm. Snack? Not really. I don't think I even eat anything before the race, typically. I just kind of eat after it. Gotcha. Just go out there. And I don't like to get any stomach cramps at all during the race. I can appreciate that. Uh, favorite time of year and or day to run? Definitely the fall. De- definitely the fall. It's just a little cold enough for everyone to be like, oh, this is great, and we're all feeling good because you can your body warms up when you run, so it's just a little bit better when it's colder, not necessarily when it's hotter. But I can't speak for everyone because everyone has different preferences. Unless it's cold and freezing rain like last oh, yeah. night. <laughs> that, was that could so be different cool. and diff- a little difficult, but we still pull through. Yeah. yeah. What about, uh, do you guys, are you morning runners, late night after dinner runners? I would say, well, our summer runs in the morning, and I always enjoy it being in the morning because I get my work- workout done. I feel good about it. I feel, like, ready to go throughout the day, and then... Yeah, it just always feels nice. I, I love doing that, but I also love running at night. We had an event during the summer called Deadweiler at Dark where everyone ran close to midnight, and it was pretty nice, actually. So I think I'm a night runner, but I'll do anything else that they want us to do. Nice. Um, talk about, like, uh, this, this kind of mythical runner's high. What does that feel like? Have you guys ever experienced it? I... Like I said, I'm a recreational runner. I don't think that I've ever experienced it, or maybe I just don't know what to look for. What? I think, at least when I've experienced it, I've raced the hardest I ever could. Like, I pushed my body to the max. So I don't know if I was, definitely if I was just, like, jogging or, like, recreational running, I probably would not feel it. But I think definitely when you just push your body so hard, afterwards you just feel so good about how you may have improved or just how you ran and that always just makes me feel like I guess like a, the runner's high gotcha. yeah I don't know if I felt a runner's high but I definitely get into a flow in running and mm-hmm. I just don't even think about it anymore so it just kind of feels like I just get into a kind of motion and then it doesn't I don't know nice yeah for sure um okay last couple of things here just for anyone who is interested in cross country wants to just get out and uh, take up running. Do you have any recommendations for getting started? It could just be motivational thing, workouts, shoes, any recommendations you guys got? If you just start out modest, it you just build up after all. It really it's, gets easier after you do it. The more like 
you can add on throughout a longer period of time the more progress you'll see like just starting out slow and working your way up even though it can be challenging at first once you get into the groove of it it's always very fulfilling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure um okay well thank you guys for for coming on i know that normal west as a whole is very proud of you guys and it seems like coach Aubin's kind of building a, a cross-country powerhouse and tradition here so uh Thank you guys for coming on and uh, glad that you were a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we now welcome on a very, 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 very special guest. It is Nikki Grant. And she's been an administrative assistant here at West for... This is my 11th school year. 11th school. Okay, so you, yeah. you came in the first, same year that I came in, I yeah. believe. We were in and the same... Mr. Johnson. That we, was his first yes, year, I yep. said, yeah. We came in the same recruiting class. That's right. So... Um, Correct. We, I, I definitely know what the top prospect was mm-hmm. and who was a little lower on yeah. the board, mm. Mr. Burgess. Yeah. Oh. I tried. Um so she's been here for 11 years. Us as teachers, we definitely know uh, how important you are to us, how important you have been, how much you've had to put up with us. Um, but can you tell everyone like what you've done? Yeah, well, so first of all, I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, as I am technically the administrative assistant to the associate principal, that's mm-hmm. Angie Codron, of course. Um, so I do handle subs and payroll, those are my two main job duties. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means, yeah, when the teachers call out or there's no sub <laughs> or they have to leave because they weren't feeling well or whatever, you know, kiss it, mm-hmm. kids, all the things. Um, yeah, I have to find someone to sit in their classroom. Mm-hmm. And that has happened fun. many times. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure with COVID, it made your job uh, <clears throat> significantly difficult, more difficult. Yeah, I have like- to say COVID was... I think the start of my breaking point, to be honest. Like last year was really bad. I think there was a couple days that I had at least 38 class periods to cover in one day. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because that's because everybody's overworked. Mm-hmm. And so that's taking you away from your planning period to sit in another person's class, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think subs were afraid to come in just because COVID was scary. Uh, so, yeah. I think that was the start of it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you had a double whammy of more people needing subs because they had to either stay home because they had COVID or because of close contact. Mm-hmm. And then you had a, a lot smaller of a bank of substitutes who were willing yes. to come into uh, a building a sub, and be yeah. a sub. Right. So, um, yeah. A large school, lots of kids. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was – I saw a lot of subs stop subbing, especially the older retired – subs didn't come back after that yep and so you've had to deal with trying to find subs for us and putting up with us you know when things happen and whatnot or we incorrectly input something into (laughs) or don't input it at all for instance let's just give you an example Um, hypothetically hypothetically maybe i got an email today Mm. from you Mm -hmm. saying hey um you had an absence you need to put it into the system now it was yesterday because i was was going yesterday It was extremely pleasant email, and you put smiley faces, I think, on it and stuff like that. But 
It's basically like, you know, get your information in because <laughs> I need it because you have deadlines. Yes. And a, a lot of times, I mean, teachers obviously know what deadlines are, but sometimes we're just a little overwhelmed and yeah. we think we have time and we don't have time. So. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. If I didn't do this, I would forget to enter my own time. So mm -hmm. I, I fully understand that aspect of it. Um, but when it's, when it goes into the system, like I approve it on my end, Angie does on her end, and then I don't see it on my report until payroll posts it. So yeah. there's a lot of steps there. And yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about what it's like to work in the normal West office. I mean, everyone seems to get along pretty well. You've got four administrators down there and four administrative assistants. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it been like working at West? Um, honestly, I think of West as a family. I mean, over, you know, the 11 years, I've had a lot of life changes. I've gone through a divorce. My mom passed away. Um, two of my kids graduated high school, went to college. My daughter was only four and she's a sophomore. So, I mean, we've just, you know, I think I've gone through everything with, with them. And especially the administrative assistants, we've pretty much all been the same. So it's going to be really hard to leave. I think that's the hardest part is, you know, I do think of people as family and I just love the people. So it's really hard. Um, now the office itself can get a bit <laughs> chaotic. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's the epicenter uh -huh. of a lot of things that aren't positive. Yes. Um, and discipline issues and Some sometimes parents come up uh, in I don't know a good way to say it, but they're not pleased with mm -hmm. what's happening maybe yes, with their definitely. child and or maybe how things are being, whatever it may be. And you are right there. There's yes. no filter. There's no, no walls. Mm -hmm. yes. There is nothing. You there are nothing. sitting right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So, so yeah, I'm yeah, sure that's, you have probably yeah. some stories that you probably can't tell probably, on this podcast. I probably can't, no. But what other do you want to share? <laughs> oh, there's do, a do lot have, I want a couple, to share. Like, favorites that you I will, share. I will scare Kerr a little bit and say that I did threaten to tell all his secrets while I was in here. I saw him on the way up oh. here, but but I won't. I, no, I'll just keep nice them to you. myself. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's just been a lot of um, there's a lot of choice words used mm -hmm. in the main office. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just want you to explain though, just for context. We're not talking about from our administrators, Absolutely correct? not, no. Just want to make sure because people hear that <laughs> oh, and they're like, true. wait true. a second. So yes. you're just sitting in the office and randomly, no. you know, Mr. Johnson is... You know, I, that's one thing. I, I mean, the administrators, I mean, everybody in the building is so busy in their own, in their own thing. But administrators are just so unbelievably busy between IEP meetings, 504 meetings, administrator meetings. Evaluations. Evaluations, the constant, you know, they'll... they'll come in thinking they're going to work on one thing but then something happens and they and have Mr. to deal Johnson with that. Mr. Johnson was talking about that when yeah. he was on last week. Yep. So it is I mean that is difficult. I know that they struggle with time and so that's hard. Yep. Who oh. will you miss the most? Oh you can't. You wow. can't ask me that. I, 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 I can't, can't. I did. I, <laughs> I did ask you that. So I can't answer that. It's too hard. It's too hard. Um, Come on, give us something juicy. Dude. I, are you ho are you worried that you're going to break down and cry because no oh. one's going to see that? So mm -hmm. it's a safe room in it here. It is a safe room. I I can tell you there will be tears shed on Friday for sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
So for the last seven years, I think it's been that I've been Angie's administrative assistant, and I will deeply miss her. She is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. No doubt. Um, I would often joke with her that she, she would go home and like plug in her pod because there's no way she actually sleeps or anything. <laughs> she'll, just, she'll just plug in for a couple hours because I don't know how she gets it all done. But um, yeah, I will just, I'll really miss her a lot. Um, of course, I'll just miss everybody. Yeah. yeah. We it's agree. Good. And so I guess, you know, this is a nice little segue from saying, you know, you're going to have some tears and whatnot. First of all, I just want to say, again, I think I speak for the both, both of us and especially. Uh, Our department, definitely. Yeah. Especially as a yeah. young department who has kids and yeah. I think has had the need for quite yeah. a few subs. I feel like I owe you like a paycheck or two of hey, mine. Just... I will not deny that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you will not get that offer from that me. Away, actually. But um, we just have appreciated everything you've done. And, mm. you know, it's always, you guys are always so warm and welcoming when we come into the office. And um, it just makes, you know, the uh, office atmosphere that much better. And Big shoes to fill. Yes. Well, I really, honestly, truly, that means the world to me. I, Mm -hmm. you know, because you do come into your job every day, and you don't really think about if other people notice the things you Mm do. Um, I of course like to give people a hard time. That is one thing people will know about me. So, I (laughs) I do. I've noticed. He he knows. Yeah. I think at the beginning I was maybe a little scared every time you do that. Like, oh no. You're like, is she serious? Or am I like that at all? Never. Never. So with that, this is good radio here. We're gonna we're gonna offer up a card. I had this in my pocket. Sorry, what? it's a little. Jank. I didn't want you to see it. It's a little jank. So, so it's a little janked up. Oh my now. goodness! But here's a card from the business department to let you open that. Oh, thank you. Right yeah, you now. don't have to read it. You can yeah. open it. Oh, uh, you don't have to read it out loud. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Why is it is it mushy? Can you is hear that envelope opening? That's yeah. good radio. It is there. <laughs> You guys, this is... What does is, it look like? What does it smell like? This uh-huh. is... Um, it looks amazing. It. I have sweet notes from people. Yep. You guys are... You're trying well, to make me cry, I, I think. That was, <laughs> There's actually a video camera <laughs> yeah. up there. No. no. I, I'm just kidding. I think the one thing I am going to miss the most, though, so you have to make it big, is at the end of the year when we cheer for people that are retiring... Mm-hmm. That is definitely one of my favorite West Me traditions. Too. It's yeah. such a and good I will feeling. I will probably break down when I in eight more years when I'm yeah. doing that just because I've been yeah. doing that for yeah. so long. And yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's a yeah. special tradition. Are you coming yeah. back? For that day? Mm-hmm. I should. You should. Yeah. Or we should do one on Friday. No, and then in, I would really break down. No, you can't do that to me. And then I'm really looking forward to 22 years from now when that happens as well. That's I mean, I'll never yeah. retire. Carter, you'll so be 40. Fine. Yeah, Carter will be 40. Just yep. to let you know. Yep, I'll expect you guys all to come back. Yeah, for that one. He'll probably retire at like 22. These Carter? young kids, yeah, yeah, they're just mm-hmm. geniuses. Yeah. I mean, he figured more years to go. He figured this stuff out and like. Ten minutes, and I, yeah. I spent about ten hours, and you wouldn't got be nowhere. on this thing without Carter. Let me tell oh, you that much, because we wouldn't thanks, have a podcast. Carter. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, again, um, thank, thank you. you. That's thank all you. I can no, say. thank you for having me Appreciate on. Yep. I was extremely nervous. Burgess knows. I, I told her, I you know, and you should be nervous because this will probably be listened to by a couple hundred thousand oh, people. Oh, so. yeah, of course. Yeah. You'll probably edit who knows what in there. So You'll get like three seconds. That's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi. Bye.
All right. Thank you for coming on. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Yep. Welcome back. Thank you again to those that uh, interviewed. Again, shout out to Ashley Horton, Sky Riddle, and Nikki Grant. I appreciate them taking the time out of their day to interview with us. Um, we're now going to move on to the last segment, um, which we usually, again, if you've listened to us before, we do a topic of some sort and then finish up with a, a game. And yeah. so Ian and Mallory came up with the idea to kind of talk about both of them are successful students here at West, yeah. I would say. I would say it's a pretty ish objective. Um, and they've been involved in a lot of stuff here at West. So balancing the juggling act right that is a high school student that's yeah. what that's what i was looking for mm-hmm. how do you do it for me time management mm-hmm. um especially being a student athlete i think managing your time is like the best thing you can do so instead of saving all your homework for one day of the week spreading it out evenly and taking a little bit of time each night to do it, it can help you in the long run mm-hmm. so I'm also a student athlete right now. I think it's interesting because I have uh, a little, like two different perspectives. I know a lot of people who, you know, do sports all across the year. I kind of have a break and then I go into it. So I'm a tennis player in the spring, but for now uh, I don't have anything going on. So for me, I would agree. Uh, time management is really the most important. And as someone who has been a huge procrastinator in the past, just learning how to uh, kind of grow past that and, I guess manage out my time so to where I'm not doing everything at school the class period before because you know especially when you're preparing for college and things like that you're not going to have that kind of time so mm-hmm. just making sure to get your things done early or get my things done early and, and, and figure out how I can make that work for me. Well I think for college students mm-hmm. uh, and this is just my opinion it's been a long time mm-hmm. since I've been in college so <laughs> I have to keep Thanks. that in mind but I think one of the problems with a lot of high school students that move on to college is that they have too much time. I was going to say the same thing. And so they, they're only in class maybe a couple days or a couple hours a day. Sometimes even Friday they don't have classes. Mm-hmm. And so they have so much time on their hands, they put it off. They're like, well, i got plenty of time later instead of focusing on what they need to get done and mm-hmm. being more, a little more task-oriented and I need to get this task done. I'm going to get this task done instead of allowing yourself to get distracted by video games or Netflix binging or whatever else it may be, anything with social media, which we didn't have when we were young, so we didn't have to worry about those other elements trying to take up our time. But, yeah, it's in, high, in college there's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But how much homework do you guys have per night? Oh, sometimes like five hours. Per night? Not like every night of the week, but mm-hmm. some nights. So on average, what what do you think? On average, like three. Okay. And then you got volleyball. Mm-hmm. So what time are you getting home most nights? Home, probably like 6.30. Okay. And so what's kind of your routine? You get home. You I eat. get home, I eat, go on my phone, talk to my friends maybe, and then do my homework and get ready for bed. So the phone, with that being such an easy distraction, mm-hmm. I mean, do you have something where you limit the amount of time that you can be on your phone? Or what do you do in regards to... I kind of just go on it like in periods of time. So when I'm doing my homework, I'll do my homework for like 30 minutes and then take a break and go on my phone for like 15 or something. So I think it's 
good to set boundaries on your phone. So like limiting a time that you can go on it. Mm -hmm. You really have to be aware um, the mm -hmm. time they're on your phone, but um, it actually is is proven. Like if you take those small breaks, just like you do a certain amount of homework and then you take small breaks, um, obviously not like 30, 45 minute breaks, but mm -hmm. you take that little time to give your brain a rest. I mean, it gives you time to recalibrate and then you get right back to it. And for me, I, I would honestly say I usually have like if I'm really if I'm doing all my homework or I need to get it all done that night, it's probably an hour and a half to two hours just because I know that sounds really nice. <laughs> a lot of the classes that I'm taking are history oriented, so I can pretty much chug through those. Mm -hmm. um, but when I like last year when I had a lot of different things and it mm -hmm. took me probably three yeah. hours to get it done, um, you really do need a mental break. So if you're kind of going in there and you get burnt out doing homework like straight through two or three hours, um, you really got to take a second just to, to breathe, realize that like, you don't have to only be doing homework right now and then and then keep going because I mean I think we had a project in your class where I kind of just had to had to yeah. sit and push through it but you know uh, when you kind of sit down and think about it you need some time to relax your brain as well yep. I agree and Mr. Franz you have kids that are in school probably accumulating more homework now at their ages is there anything that they do yeah Zoe's definitely has more mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh, Cooper being an eighth grader, not a ton of homework at this point. Mm -hmm. He's pretty quick, so he gets his stuff done, and they have tutorial and whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, Zoe's a cheerleader. She was working a little bit as well. So, yeah, balancing that and just being focused when she gets home, she goes up to her room and almost immediately starts on her homework. So she gets that done. Practice is usually 6 o'clock or something. So she tries to utilize that time mm -hmm. between school and practice mm -hmm. to get as much done as you can yeah and i know it's a cliche and i know a lot of teachers say it like hey we're preparing you for life but i mean it is true i was telling somebody recently i mean my first 10 years of teaching first of all the first couple years most nights i was coming home because i had no idea what i was talking about teaching wise i was stressing out about that, exactly how changed, i was going to or... <laughs> become a little more comfortable in the classroom but um I was taking a master's class. I was coaching football. You know, when you're coaching football, you're not getting home till seven o'clock. And then I was, again, I had to get my master's and I had to get more hours and all that. So it is something that will continue even when you get older. So, you know, if you can prepare yourself now and you can get in good routines and put yourself in good habits, it absolutely will help you on later down the road. And not to mention when you eventually have kids and they suck up a majority of your time as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, something you just said reminds me of what I try to tell students that are not very good high school students. And they're like, well, when I get to college, you know, I'll, I'll change. Like right now, it's not that important. And that can happen. I mean, certainly you can have high school students that get to college and change their habits. But habits are called habits for a reason because they've been developed over time. And so the sooner you work on those habits in a positive way, the better off you're going to be. So if you can do that and be a slacker in high school and then somehow flip the switch and get good habits and time management in college, more power to you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I warn against that because that is not the most likely outcome for those students who struggle with keeping themselves focused and on task. 
No, well, I think it's important. Or were you about to say something? I think I think it's important to understand. I've talked to a bunch of people who are like just out of college or um, who have been out of college for a couple of years, and um, I have a lot of siblings that graduated college. So one of the one of the biggest things that they tell me is you really have to figure it out before you get there, because like you said, Mr. Franz. Um, you get there and then if you're a student who, who does try or procrastinates like me um, or who has before, uh, I'm trying to figure this all out now because when you get there, you're going to have to do it really quick. You're going to have to figure it all out and it's going to be hard. So if you can figure it, figure it out now, like it's going to help you out leagues before you get there. Mm-hmm. 100%. Carter, you have anything to add as our producer? Uh, not really. No. Just <laughs> <laughs> so watching stuff happen. What's your time management like? Um, I mean, you're you're just started yeah. a job. Uh, I usually get home around, usually sometimes around two o'clock, and then I'll like take a second to decompress, maybe like fifteen minutes, and I'll get started on whatever homework I have, and then around four thirty I leave for work. Homework slash podcast. Editing. Yes, yeah. homework yeah. slash <laughs> podcast editing, and then Love I it. finish it or sometimes finish it. Yep. And then I leave for work around 4.30. Got it. Love it. Well, I think one more important thing to note is that if you haven't already, and I was really bad at this, but start making like a checklist or a list with things that you have going on. Mallory, I don't know mm-hmm. how much you do it or at all, if at all, but um, I didn't. Like even this past week, like I, I just started it. And um, some people helped me write it out, and it's been exponentially exponentially more helpful than anything else just because you have it all there you know what you need to get done so um, I, agree. I was I was a big I was a big I was against that for a while I don't know why but now that <laughs> I have started it it's yeah. definitely helped out a lot yep. yeah I have like an actual like book planner and also just writing it on your phone anything will help so. mm-hmm. all right well thanks for that advice hopefully it'll help a few of the students out all 1,000 that'll listen to it this <laughs> week hopefully it will help all of them um, so we'll shift gears here now to our game. Yeah, not that I didn't enjoy that conversation, but I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> I was too. You know, I'll be honest, I was a little skeptical. They said they wanted to do who, uh, would you rather? I was like, eh. And then I started looking through, and there are some really <laughs> good some, ones they out make there. You think. They, really do. They, they really do. So um, we'll let you guys start off first. Mallory, you're the youngest here. Okay, I'll start. We'll let you start. We'll go youngest to oldest. Okay. So, so the way we'll do this is you'll give us your would you rather, and we all have to answer. Mm hmm. And we'll just go around. Okay. All right. All right. Would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year or take three years off the end of your life? (laughs) Three years off the end of my life. Because I I plan on living to like, I don't know, 120. So what's what's 117, (laughs) you know? You're going for the world record. Absolutely. So there's my answer. Um, My answer is it depends. What? You have to um, choose. <laughs> okay, so you said you said if you had to relive the same day for over and over for right. one year, and so that depends on what the day is. No, you got to choose. It's got you got to you got to make the choice. It, okay, um, just like so a random. If I were able to choose, okay, then I would just choose that. I would just go through that. A same. day of golf. If it was a right, <laughs> or or like I've had some really you know like a couple really good trips, and if yeah. I could just. I'm I'm fine with cycling mm-hmm. through that uh, to add an extra three years. I yeah, think, but the problem is, is the last three years of your life, a lot of times aren't the best three True. years. It uh, really depends on how healthy you are, and mm-hmm. so, I, man, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with I'm just going to cycle through that same awesome day. Okay. Well, 
I, I'm just going to recycle the same day because good or bad, I think three years is a lot of time. And, you know, I think that whatever the day it is, if you're the one recycling it, um, I think you can just, I think I could live with it for a year. So that's, that would be my, that'd be my choice. Agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so my first one is, um, would you rather have bad breath for the rest of your life? Like at all times. Or everything you eat tastes like mint toothpaste. Oh. Does it? Does it? It doesn't af- like when you have bad breath. It doesn't affect does, your your taste of food. Does everybody smell it though, or is it just like? Yeah, people can smell it. Yeah, it's like normal bad breath. <laughs> it's like normal bad breath. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, the question is: Are you willing to give up your taste for not offending other people? Well, wow. this it, is like a selfish. I like mint, so I'm definitely going with mint. But like I everything mean, is just overly like minty. For I'd how say. long? The rest of your life. Oh, oh man, I'm going with them. I like mint. Yeah. So. Can I get th- get rid of three years of my life <laughs> in order to? <laughs> I'll go with mint too. I don't know. You just can't. You just can't taste all the amazing food that. that yeah, you eat. I have a tough time with that because I really <laughs> like food and I. I like spicy stuff, and I think I'm just going to suck it up and say, hey, sorry, I might even, like, put a tattoo on my forehead that says, <laughs> my, my breast smells bad, but at least I can taste my food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, do you want me to go? Yeah. Well, did, what did you pick? I, I picked mint. Oh, okay, you picked mint, too? You agree? Mm-hmm. All right, okay, nice. Agree to disagree. Yep. <laughs> all right, so that's good. We all haven't agreed so far. Yeah. All right, so here's mine. Would you rather listen to your favorite song for a year straight or never listen to music for a year? Listen to my favorite song for a whole year. Okay. Yeah. So is it is it like when you're listening to your favorite song is like you only can listen to your favorite song for a year, for a year straight? Ooh, Correct. I think don't listen to music for a year because like if I'm – I would get so – horribly sick of that same song and that I would I would not want to listen to any music mm-hmm. I wouldn't even listen to the same song so mm-hmm. I think I think I would go a year without music what do you have um, I, I to be honest I don't think it would matter too much because it would it's a year time for both right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question is either a year without music or a year with listening to the same song and I like music enough and I like my favorite song enough as long as I didn't have to listen to it like on repeat 24 7 then i'd be okay with it because then i could just choose to play it as often as i wanted to what's your favorite song um good question probably time for me to fly ario Speedwagon. nice circa 1986 i think i mean i you guys all whiffed on what the obvious answer is you just listen to podcasts (laughs) i already listen to podcasts 24 7 anyway (laughs) all right mr franz you're up all right. Would you rather lose your sight or your memories? Sight. I mean, people live without sight every day. I'd rather have my memories. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would also choose sight. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Yeah, the memories are. I'm a very nostalgic person mm. too, As and am I. I think about a lot of the you know That's cool just memories the vibe that you I have. Off. It's just a yeah. nostalgic kind of <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, and so if I didn't have those. I don't know. Isn't that kind of the reason? Well, just you... look at the fact that you had three Halloween costumes that were your favorite. Um, yeah. And 
that just shows that you're a nostalgic person because you remember those types of things. There you and go. That makes sense. So I'm the first loser then because yeah. everyone basically, agreed. Yeah. I'm going to cut basically. in actually. I'd get rid of my memories because what? you could watch like all the movies again and experience <laughs> the same vibe. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> all right. Would you rather always say everything on your mind or never speak again? Hmm. You go first. Could you repeat the first part of that question, please? <laughs> Would you rather say everything on your mind or never speak again? Never speak again. <laughs> because, I mean, as, as someone who is always thinking all the time and can't get himself to stop thinking, I feel like like someone would make me be quiet. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just probably never speak again is, is, is my answer there, just because I think too much. <laughs> Does this mean speak out loud? Yeah. Okay, then I'll just text people and I could use sign yeah, language or, or write something. Write down, yeah, exactly. I'll find another way to communicate. <laughs> yeah, so that's absolutely. my answer. Hey, you don't want to know some of my thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, and the world doesn't want to know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, would, that would be extremely dangerous. Um, I would either be killed by someone <laughs> or <laughs> fired. I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with. Never yep. speak again. Because yes. <laughs> yep. there are other, other forms of communicating as well like you had talked about like so sign language and carrier pigeon carrier like pigeon can, anything like that um so mine is sort of a school related one and i think it i think it'd be interesting because all of us obviously are uh whatever so my <laughs> my question here is would you rather have school all year long but mm. you have shorter breaks like mm -hmm. more shorter breaks like a week yeah. or two weeks um you'd have you'd have more of those mm -hmm. or would you rather keep it like you would now where you have like the the two like you have winter break and then you have summer break mm -hmm. so i guess that i'd be interested to hear you know that. i was actually gonna i was thinking about doing that same one um i think i would like year round because there's just so many times my wife and i have much different schedules like her busiest time of the year is in the summer she's mm -hmm. like the she's essentially the director of the orientation and stuff so she runs the preview at isu oh, nice. so we have about a one week window in the summer to go on a vacation and i think it'd be nice to vacation during the fall and those types of time and then you know like winter break for us that's the most expensive time to vacation so to have some time built in in the spring or fall right to to decompress and take a couple of weeks off i think would be awesome agreed really? yeah, I, yeah sorry i mean i i like the summer break it is nice but after four weeks maybe it gets a little long mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. And I agree with everything that you're saying, too. Um, I, I also think there's a lot of loss, learning loss, especially at the younger age groups over summer. With a such a of, long break. A lot of memory dump yeah. going on. So I think that'd be beneficial. I agree with that, but I think I'd still rather stick with my summer break. Mm -hmm. I just like how, I don't know, there's so much like to do that, other than, like, sorry, I don't know what I'm saying. I mean, there is more I don't, to do in yeah. the summer. Certainly. Like in having a three month or two and a half month mm -hmm. winter break would not be, yeah. I'd go crazy. Oh, I'd, I I'd just rather have one long break. Like I don't want to have breaks in between it. I just rather have a long break away from school. Fair enough. All right. So I'm, I'll do a school related one too. So when I taught at Olympia my first year and they still actually do this, they were on what's called a block schedule. So you only had four classes per semester, but they were each essentially double what mm -hmm. hours are right now and then you get a whole brand new slate of classes second semester so second semester or second nine weeks second semester okay yeah 
because some block scheduling does it by night. Yeah, week yeah, that, that's just how they do it. They do four, you have four essentially ninety plus minute classes. Mm. So would you rather do that or have our current schedule that we have, where you have eight classes broken up, and they're only forty five minutes long? I'll, I'll answer first. So I mean, just kind of going in a rotation mm-hmm. as a student. Um, I have I have some ADD issues, so mm-hmm. I think being in the same class for ninety minutes would have been a struggle. Yeah, for me. So I appreciate the chunks, the smaller chunks mm-hmm. instead of the larger chunks of classes. So I'd stick with what we have now. What I've do you never, guys think? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I, I have to say it yeah. was very popular ten years ago. So it's ten 90 to twenty minute, ninety minute chunks for class period. All, yeah, you only had four classes a day though, four but they're classes. all ninety plus minutes long. Oh man, math would be a struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't like I don't I hate math. It's just like yeah. is it can get really it can get really long. I but mean, teachers went in the block scheduling format, they had to work out that you couldn't teach for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'd teach for 30 and then mm-hmm. you'd do something for 20 minutes and then you'd take a quick break and then you'd teach again for a little bit and then yep. Uh, do exercises or homework problems or whatever. Yeah. So you might have to answer the first on this one, Mallory. Okay. I'm still thinking. For me, at least, I would rather do the four classes per semester because mm. I think it'd be easier to manage four classes yeah. rather than eight. Even though they're the yeah, class periods sure. are longer, I think grades yeah, would improve. If you have a subject me. or teacher you don't like and mm-hmm. you don't have them next semester, you have a brand new yeah chunk I, of classes. I think I too would choose the block schedule because. Like, especially if you get to choose, I'm, I'm assuming they get to choose the four classes in, mm-hmm. in some capacity mm-hmm. that they were doing it. If I could choose four classes for 90 minutes, I mean, there are classes that I really do enjoy. And I could go in there for 90 minutes, you know, get something out of it and then do the work or the homework or anything. Yeah. I think I'd enjoy that. And I think yeah. I think that would probably help out. So I'd probably choose that so one. So you're basically getting done with a whole year of English mm-hmm. in a semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was tough, though. I'll say it was my very first year teaching. Growing oh, up, tough, I had I'm the sure. same schedule we have. My student taught, I taught here, it's the same schedule we have. And then going to that, you know, trying to talk or come up with stuff to do for 90 minutes was tough. Mm-hmm. But it, but then I came here and it, I was I felt like really well prepared, I guess, because I was like, oh, I only have to teach for 45, 50 minutes. So at, now, first nice. was, at first yeah. it was really tough, but then you came here and you're yeah. like, hey, that's actually yep. transferred mm-hmm. over really well. Yep. Some block scheduling actually has been done also where you have like A and B days. So you might have English Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and math Tuesday and Thursday, and then the following. So, All right, this is going to have to be the last Holy one, cow. unfortunately. Wow. Okay. So that's me. Uh, we're going to stay with the school one. Would you rather go to school from 7.30 to 4.30, four days a week, or the current schedule, which is 8.30 to 3.30, five days a week? Ooh. I have thought about this many times. Four, like... It sounds weird, but like four days in school and then three days out of school sounds like sounds wonderful to me. Because when you when you have that weekend and it's Sunday night, you're like one more day. Like mm-hmm. I just wish I could have one more day. Mm-hmm. And that and then if you had that Monday, you're like, okay, I guess I'm ready to go back into school. Mm-hmm. But just that extra third day, I could do so much in that. I think I think I would choose the that one mm-hmm. i agree i'd rather struggle four days instead of five and then have, <laughs> right. and then have three days off i agree with you guys but here's how i would set it up i would do monday tuesday wednesday would be off mm. thursday friday i'd like to have that monday not off. that we were off, I would not, not that we were off a couple years it. ago but you go monday through yeah monday through thursday the first week and you get friday off 
and then the next week you get Monday off mm -hmm. and go Tuesday. So you have oh. a four-day weekend every other weekend, Smart. if that makes sense. Yep, yep. All right. Well, I said three at the beginning, but time only allows two. Yep. So, Some good discussions. Yep. Thanks for coming answers. on, guys. I enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us for episode five of the Podcats podcast. We would like to say thank you to our special guests, Sky Riddle and Ashley Horton from the cross country team and Mrs. Grant from the main office. Remember, you will be missed. Thanks to our co-hosts, Ian Jarek and Mallory Witzman. Excellent job as always. And to Mr. Matthews for joining us for the first time. As always, a huge shout out to our producer, Carter Brown, for making us sound better than we normally do, to our assistant producer, Eden Husarik, and to TJ Kelly, who produces our transition music. We hope you join us for next week's Podcats podcast, which will include co-hosts Corinna Thomas and Sophie Benitez, and special guests Officer Cowley and the Normal West Varsity girls coach, Mrs. Drendel. Thank you for joining us, and until next week, enjoy some more music by T.J. Kelly.